I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris. Well, given the time of year we're in, and we've done an episode before about navigating the holidays, but I thought we could offer something a little more practical to our listeners as to maybe how to handle things on the day of. You know, Christmas is celebrated by, I would gather, majority of our listeners, but this equally applies to other holidays around this time of year where you're getting together with family or friends or just a large group of people. And some of our kiddos can't really handle those situations too well. Can we say sensory overload? Yes, very much so. Can we also agree that it's not just our kids who can't handle those situations <laughs> well? Yes, very much so. so too I thought, many people, too many new things, too much food. Oh, yeah. Every time I hear it's the most wonderful time of the year, they're like, for or, who? Or is it? <laughs> for who? <laughs> yeah, because for you, you're singing, singing your song at some Manhattan recording studio. <laughs> for retailers, perhaps. Yeah. Right. For retailers, yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's the most complicated time of the year. Can, uh-huh. can I get a witness yes. on that? Oh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, I, you know, we were talking kind of beforehand. I think there are, there are four main areas we can focus on to give our parents some advice on how they can practice with their kids outside the moment to prepare for these situations. So the first one is new foods. Because a lot of times you're going to see foods at Christmas, lunch, or dinner that you might not see the rest of the year. Sweet potato pie. Yes. Well, and you have family members. Don't make that face. Sweet potato (laughs) pie is delicious. Hot sweet potatoes is there. No, sweet, mushy sweet potatoes is not so good. Vegetables should not be dessert. <laughs> Seriously, no, it's a, it's like... A, it's a carb. It's not a vegetable. That's true. It is oh, totally the true. starch. That's all it is. <laughs> no, I'm still out. I think the, <laughs> I think the hardest part, because I, at home, we kind of know what our kids like and don't like, and mm. so we... We try not to battle over foods, right? Mm. So we have options. We have, you can try this one or this one. But when you go with family, you've got grandma who's like, here, I'll dish up for Johnny. Mm. And she dishes a big old helping of sweet potato pie because she only sees Johnny twice a year and has no idea that he hates warm, mushy things. Mm -hmm. And so how (laughs) how does Johnny react to that? He throws the plate across the room or he dumps it on the floor or he screams, that's disgusting. Don't put it on my plate. Mm. Right? So if we can teach our kids, Hey, when grandma's dishing up for you, if she puts some sweet potatoes on your plate, just say, thank you. Right. And we can practice. We can, Mm. we can go through the whole scenario. Let's pretend that I am grandma and I'm putting some sweet potatoes on your plate. What do you say? Thanks grandma. And then you don't have to eat them because mommy's not going to fight with you about eating sweet potatoes. Yeah. We can pick a different vegetable that you like, right? I mean, I That's think it's the, I'm sorry, simple that, enough, right? Yeah, I, I think we've made sweet potato pie the villain here. Mm. <laughs> but let's be honest, Thanksgiving and Christmas is a uh, is quite the collection of warm, mushy foods. Yeah. Yes. Well, like in, in our household, my kids will eat green beans. They love green beans. Yeah, but, but not green bean casserole. But green bean casserole with the cream of mushroom in it and they don't the... Like it. The, the dried onion things on top. They just want plain. They won't touch it. Like, my kids want canned green beans. Like my, I love cold green bean mushy. casserole. See, that's, I love cold, I love green bean casserole That's too. like one of the few traditional hol, uh, holiday 
meal items that I'm I'm all in on. Yeah. And so I was kind of disappointed that we didn't make it for Thanksgiving. Mm. But I'm thinking I'm going to get it for Christmas this year. Yeah. And we'll just have to do a little thing for eating beans for the children. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Easy. it's simple enough to make some accommodations for our kids. But I think the hard part is just teaching them how to respond. Respond, mm. right? I mean, that's just being able to respond to adults in a way that is respectful. Mm. We were talking with some parents the other day and they were just talking about how, you know, their daughter is really good at using scissors Mm. and they had a party at their house and she was trying to get the scissors and an adult told her, no, you can't have those. Mm. And she kind of freaked out about it because her mom lets her use the scissors and they were at their house too. Oh, and so the party was just happened to be at their house and there was another adult that saw her trying to get scissors and said, oh no, honey, you know, and she's only four. So, I mean, that's a reasonable thing to think that you, the four-year-old shouldn't have the scissors. Yeah. But she said after the, she said, I never thought about it. So she said, after the fact, they went and said, she said, what should we do if a grown-up says, don't do something that you know mommy would let you do? And they they did a whole role play. She said, mm. she was like, okay, mommy, you be me and I'll be the grown up." And they just, she said her daughter initiated it because they've been doing enough of those things that her daughter knew, okay, let's practice this. And they just practice. How do you react when a grown up says you can't do something? Yeah. And she said, and then you can, you can say, okay. And then you can come get mommy and say, mommy. I want to use some scissors. Can you get them for me? Mm. Right. Very simple and can be avoided if we just give our kids the tools in advance so that yeah. in that moment, they're like, wait, wait, I remember this. We did this. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to um, the warm, mushy food for a minute before we move on. <laughs> Sweet that. potato pie. Well, because a lot of the warm, mushy food outside of mashed potatoes is usually special to grandma because mm. it's her the family, family stuffing recipe, recipe right? Yeah. And I'm like... Or just, that's the way we've always done it. Right. Everybody must have right. X, yeah, Y, Z. I was more concerned about the... Because it's not it's not just that you're bucking tradition. It's personal when you won't... Yeah. Because you know. she spent I mean, all that time making yeah, it. I mean, and, the yes. cornbread stuffing is just warm and mushy and... Doesn't know, taste I, that great? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it tastes like cornmeal. Dallas is giving me stink eye. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just, you know, a little slightly sweet cornbread with some butter. Oh, yeah. That would yes. be really better. Delicious. Some jalapeno so cornbread. Much oh, there you go. Some butter. Well, how yes. about some bacon jalapeno? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're now we're, me now we're on to something. Yeah, now bacon we're on jalapeno to... cornbread. I'm coming to a store near you in 2019, Empowered Parent Podcast Cornbread. <laughs> Please let us know if you serve this at your holiday dinner and book us for next year. That's right. Also, if you want to send us goodies. Oh, yeah, samples. We'll yeah, sample it, it, your holiday it, it, we foods. Will, uh, if you message us on Facebook, we'll send you an address and we'll be happy to eat your family tradition goodies. Or feel free to email us at info at onebighappyhome.com. Yes, that's right. And now all of a sudden I'm env- envisioning like 20 people sending us cornbread stuffing. Um, the, Which will probably go into the trash just to warn you people ahead of time. Oh, how? No, we'll, we'll give that to somebody you who likes cornbread You will gracefully say office. thank you if someone offers <laughs> See, you food. See, practicing outside the moment. That's right. yeah, wow. <laughs> Let's practice, Chris. Chris. Needs work. I'll be the listener that sends you <laughs> cornbread stuffing. Yeah, so uh, there's sweet potato pie, there's mashed potatoes, there's cornbread stuffing, um, there's cranberry pumpkin sauce. pie, there's oh, cranberry, the cranberry sauce. sauce. Oh. oh my gosh, and if it's homemade cranberry sauce, then you have to. Um, then you know, then we get to New Year's and you got to eat 
Black Eyed, Black Eyed Peas. Peas. I'm sorry, Southern oh. people. I don't get it. Um, it's definitely a Southern thing. Yeah, and my yeah. mother makes like Black Eyed Peas salad, and it's like cold with like bell peppers. So gross. See, I think this is definitely a regional thing. You know, thing my mother recently started listening to the podcast. Did she? <laughs> I think a lot of Northerners look I mean at Black the Eyed Black Peas. Eyed Peas in general. The way Southerners look at navy beans, which is like a big thing up north. Oh, interesting. Like, like a New Year's Day Like a good thing? luck kind or not, of thing? Like or? just as a taste thing. Because oh, you make baked beans out of navy beans, right? Interesting. Don't you? But I think- I'm, I'm sorry. Yankee bean. That's what I'm thinking of. Yankee bean. I don't know what a Yankee bean is. I don't know either. I just remember from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee bead. So okay, so let's let's talk through. Okay, <laughs> let's fight through. You let's mean. fight through the crazy. <laughs> let's talk through what it would look like to do a practice outside the moment about food. Okay. So you want, babe? Do you want to be the kid or the parent? Um, I'll be the kid. I'm feeling particularly belligerent <laughs> right now. Okay, so I'll be. I don't want any. I'll be grandma. That's gonna <laughs> no, serve like you. It. It's gonna serve you some food. I hate this. And Chris can be your dad. Oh God! So when oh, we do it the right I way, I want to be grandma. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> can I be grandma now? <laughs> so we'll do it the wrong way first, because the wrong way is always much more fun. Um, and you so, also want to leave the child with the memory of doing it the correct way. That's right. So okay, so wrong way. We're we're. Dishing up food on a plate okay. for Christmas. You're sitting at the kitty table, and Grandma. Before you move on, I don't want. I do not want to discount this whole kitty table thing because I think the kids feel pushed away. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I know you sit at the table that's all the rest of the time, but now that we're celebrating the birth of our Lord in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about the kitty table is that I, maybe it's like a full circle kind of a deal because yeah, at my grandmother's house, the really wasn't enough room yeah. at their dining room table, even when it was fully extended for everyone to sit around it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had to have the overflow table or kitty table or what have you. Yeah. And like when we were all smaller, they would set up like a card table, you know, right next to the big table. Right. So we were, we, we weren't like just You were close. Another room, you weren't in right? another room. Yeah. Yeah. But like, as we all got older and bigger. You got to be teenagers. And, they were like, go outside. Right. <laughs> Well, we went to the, the regular kitchen table instead of yeah. the big dining room table, right? And you know, maybe there were some feelings of resentment of not being, you know, with with the adults and thing. But then, like as I got older and into a young adult, I was like, "Yeah, I'll happily sit at the kid table." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so Ryan, you're sitting at the kitty table. We're going back to our. We just got brought back. You on did point. get. Yes, yeah. we're going back because we're going to run out of time. We got lots to talk about. <laughs> okay, so. Here you go. Here you go, Johnny. Here's your food. I got you some of my favorite cornbread cast so, cornbread stuffing. Who's Johnny? You. You are. You your are little Johnny. Johnny. Sorry. I got you some of my homemade cornbread stuffing. I hate it. It's so. It's John, disgusting. You, I spent it is so all day gross. in the kitchen. I don't want Making I hate this you. cornbread. Cornbread stuffing. sucks. Johnny, eat this. Cornbread. Johnny, don't no. talk to your grandmother that way. No. Oh, I, it's bo- I'm not What have you? How have you raised this kid? He fine, will not eat cornbread fine. stuffing. This gra- is part of our Grandma, family I'll tradition. I'll have some. Just be quiet. I'll have some. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, it's so gross. I'm going to barf. Seriously. It's disgusting. Disrespectful kids. I can't uh, believe you bring this kid bread. around. I hate corn. All right. See, that was a great job doing it the wrong way. Or you mean 
Or you mean accurately recreating how dinner goes sometimes. <laughs> I, I really appreciate dad jumping in and just digging in on Johnny Eats Your Cornbread. That was good. That was nice. All right, clearly not trauma informed. <laughs> you said we were doing this right. the wrong oh, way. Exactly so. right. You did a great job, job doing it the wrong way. That's what I was saying. Okay, so then the right way. Hey, Johnny, I brought you some of my homemade cornbread stuffing. Oh, thank you, Grandma. You're welcome. I hope you like it. I spent all day making it. I hope I like it, too. <laughs> Very good using your manners, Johnny. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, see, <laughs> well, you eat my so cornbread, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Just slide it at the table. The dog's for you. <laughs> Grandma's got dogs, dude. Just... <laughs> All right, nice job doing it the Thank right you. way. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I think much. it's we can make it silly and goofy for our kids. They think it's a lot more fun. It was silly, goofy with the three adults. I know exactly. Table, so. so imagine how much fun it would be with your kids, right? And that way they know. Okay, yes, Grandma's going to try and give me something gross that I don't want to eat, um, but I'm going to be polite because it was offered to me. And yep. then I'm going to go to my parent, who actually is the one insp- responsible for me. And they're going to be the one that helps me figure out the problem I have. So, okay, so I know a question that people are going to have listening to what you just said. Okay. What do you feel about incentivizing the children to behave well? Oh, incentivizing like bribing them? <laughs> like if you do X, Y, Z. Ma'am, bribing's illegal, but lobbying is perfectly <laughs> So, yes, exactly. So, like saying, if you do this, you'll have you'll get to play on your Xbox or like you know, like a bonus. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, what yeah. do you? Because again, um, this is this is potentially super problematic, right? Because you don't want, um, you don't want the kids to feel like they always have to do what adults want, right? right. I mean, that has real the real dangerous implications, right? In terms of sexually predatory behavior from an adult, um, right. which we'll talk about here in a minute, but. Um, so you have to find the middle the middle ground because I'm not, I'm not saying hey Caleb we should incentivize the kids. What I'm saying though is 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 I know how we used to think and I think that um, yeah you can maybe incentivize the kids with a small reward. Don't go nuts if you eat two bites of that you can have all the M and M's you want. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. Uh, but the flip side of that is that um, what we what I think we're trying to teach the kids is that is that you know other people's feelings are important. Right. Yeah. And and to be rude to grandma is not okay. Right. Um, I think that's that's more of the lesson that we, we want to teach the kiddos that we need to be considerate of other people's feelings and it's not okay to be rude as opposed to uh, you better eat it or grandma's going to complain. Yeah. You right. You know what I mean? So right. I think that's an important distinction to do that. And if you have to get the train moving in the right direction, a small reward I don't think is a bad idea, but I certainly wouldn't do it all of the time. And here's something that just occurred to me as you were saying that, Ryan. You know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're going to to the grandparents or maybe the grandparents are coming to you and there's food preparation happening ahead of time and your children are able to participate, sometimes it's if you can get them involved in the preparation right. of the food, it makes that food a little less weird to them right. or scary to them. And that's some pride of ownership and so they're willing right. to try it. No, that's really great advice. Our kids yeah. love participating in the cooking process. Because, you know, because they'll at least take a bite of it if they've made it, right. usually. Because my parents now come to us f- yeah. uh, for the for the big holidays most of the time. And so my, there's always at least chocolate pies and sweet potato pies being prepared ahead of time by my right. mom. 
because she knows those are my two favorite desserts yeah. for the holidays. And one of our one of our boys really likes helping grandma with the food prep. And then he's of course very proud to let everyone know to show you that what I he's made. helped grandma yeah. make this pie. And yeah. isn't it yummy? And oh yes, it is yummy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that might be another way that you yeah. help, can you help yeah. your kids with That's the new food idea. issue. It's a great Absolutely. idea. What what else do we want to practice outside of the moment? This well, Christmas season, gang. Well, usually when you visit relatives, there's lots of touching, mm-hmm. coming and going. There's lots of hugs. There's lots of kisses, oh, and yeah. some of our kids just cannot handle those things because of their past. Yeah. So we've yeah. got we've got the um, some of the kids who just lead with their cheek. They do the side hug thing. Mm. Got some folks who like turn the give you cheek at the last minute. Um, can I, I just have to tell a kissing story quickly about, about what a good sport my wife is. Uh-huh. Um, so I know um, what he's going to tell. <laughs> so um, we both come from, from hugs and kisses families. I don't know if you're a hugs and kisses family too. Pretty much. Yeah. So um, so we come from hugs and kisses family. Now, now my uh, her family uh, on her mom's side are mostly mouth kissers, like the, like the to- close family, right? And where I'm from, everybody's a mouth kisser. Okay, that's just like culturally <laughs> how you greet you greet friends, family, and say culturally greet people. So, I'm not kissing you on the mouth, Ryan. Uh, well, yeah, it's complicated because it would be uh, men and women would kiss on the mouth, and women would kiss on the mouth, but men and men would not. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, every, and nobody even thinks anything about it as illustrated by this story. <laughs> it's just normal part of. So, two years into our marriage, about two and a half years into our marriage, Kayla and I go out to South Africa, and. Um, uh, we spent a few days up in the Johannesburg area and then fly down to my hometown. And we visited with my, my aunt and uncle one night. And I was sitting in the living room. And so you walked into their home and there was like like an entryway to their home. And then you like turned to the left and went into the living room and then went straight into the rest of the house, right? And so um, my aunt, um, aunt by marriage, that's maybe an important detail, my aunt by marriage, um, comes into is there and she goes into the kitchen. Uh, her mom had called to come pick something up, so she went into the kitchen to get it. Her mom walks in the front door, sees us sitting there, turns left. Kayla and I stand up to greet this woman. Um, she kisses me on the mouth, kisses Kayla on the mouth, and walks into the kitchen. And Kayla says to me, "Who was that?" I said, <laughs> "I don't know. I think it was Annette's mother." <laughs> Turns out it was, but here's the irony of that. So this is funny about that story. I hadn't seen that woman in maybe 15 years, and I'd probably only seen her three times in my life before that day. <laughs> wow. She'd never met Kayla. Just like, right she on, didn't right even on know the lips, who I baby. was. And Kay- yeah. uh, my brother's wife would always like, just like last minute turn her to give you the cheek, but mm. Kayla was a good sport. She just kissed everybody on the <laughs> Just at least we don't have to deal with that for yeah. the most yes, part. For the most part, we don't. But I think if we know our kids well then we know which of our kids are going to be really bothered by a random relative that they haven't seen or that they see once a year coming and giving them a hug or a kiss. So if we have kids that are really bothered by that, then we need to teach them what to do so that they don't like punch grandma in the nose (laughs) or, you know, like duck out of the hug and like crawl under their legs and Mm -hmm. like, you know, freak anybody out. Yeah. I mean, we, (laughs) our kids are going to get away from it somehow. Right. But it's probably not going to be in the most appropriate way. So if we give them a little advance, okay, we're going to be around aunt Susie and aunt Susie loves to give hugs. 
So when she comes to hug you, just give her a big high five or give them something else to do and then mm-hmm. practice it and say, okay, I'm Aunt Susie. And you, you do the practice outside the moment and make it playful and fun. And then you remind them right before you go into the house, go, okay, remember Aunt Susie? She's the one that wears the bright red lipstick. She'll be wearing like a big flowery dress or mm. what, you know what I mean? Like you give them Just some go to kind her of Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She looks like this. <laughs> Here's the other thing I think we need to be very, very clear about. Um, we need to not just prepare our kids. We need to prepare Aunt Susie. Yes, absolutely. Or, or more to the point, we need to pre- tell our mom to tell her sister Aunt Susie mm-hmm. what's what. Um, and we also need to let um, grandma know that the kids don't. When the, and this isn't. This is less hard for us because we're around my folks and Kayla's folks every week, mm. so they know what our kids. You know, I'm like, we'll go over to um, to my parents' house or my in-laws' house, and not only are they accounting for the dairy, egg, and gluten-free dietary restrictions, but we don't have ma- like my mom. My mom, when she makes meatloaf, a traditional way to do that in South Africa is instead of to put the tomato sauce on like you would here, mm. you would actually put uh, mashed potatoes and then cheese and then melt that under the broiler. I like that a lot better. Yeah, so, but, and I like that too, but because half of my children don't eat mashed potatoes, a couple mm. of Sundays were over at grandma's house and she made meatloaf sans mashed potatoes, right? Um, which is interesting how our parents turn their backs on us and just cater to our kids. It's fine, it's good, it's what I want. I'm like, where's the mashed potatoes? Well, Josh doesn't like them. I'm like, um, imagine. But I do. But I do right? Imagine how easy it might be for him to scrape them off. <laughs> Um, so, so we have that advantage of being around them constantly and they understand yeah. what our kids can handle and can't handle. Well, yeah. and they're not strangers to our kids because yeah, it's when you go and see great for more to the point where we see great grandma who we might see three times a year. Mm. Yeah. Um, who they love, but still, you know, she's from, she's a depression era child and really mm-hmm. this accommodating children's dietary things is foreign to her. So. So, you know, prepping grandma, great-grandma a little bit in advance too. And she may bristle or, or whatever, but our responsibility is our children. Right. Right? Um, and so if I, if I, me or Kayla or you or Kelly or, or anybody else puts somebody else's feelings over our children, the relationship with the children, and that's a mistake. We need to revisit that. So a lot of what we're talking about here tonight is how to prep the kids for these moments. But the overarching thing that we can't forget is we have a responsibility to do the much lead work um, for on our kids' behalf. And, you know, everybody listening is like, yeah, easy, dude, because, you know, somebody's going to bristle and somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. And, yeah. I mean, it's not Christmas unless people get their feelings hurt. <laughs> Let's just be honest with each other. So. Well, and, and I think, like, we don't want to just tell our kids, hey, Aunt Susie's going to give you a big hug. Just, just be okay with it. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do that. Yeah. We don't want to discount that they have sensory needs and they don't like that big hug mm-hmm. or that, I mean, this is a stranger to them virtually somebody they see once or twice a year, you know, they don't really have a relationship with that person and we shouldn't force them to hug or kiss those people. Right. Um, but oftentimes that's what family members do, especially I think older generations of people, I mm-hmm. think younger generations are becoming a little more aware, especially in the culture of more, knowledge of sexual abuse and mm-hmm. grooming and things like that i think or also you know less um actual less intimate relationship with people well that's true yeah. too. right because we all have these great relationships with our telephones and not many great relationships with people right mm-hmm. but i think we're we're becoming a little more aware of that but some people still are of the of the mindset that 
we're family. We hug and kiss. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter that I've never met you before. Mm. Your grandma You're, kissed me on the mouth the day I met her. Yeah, I mean, Walked out, hi, I'm Nano. I'm like, yeah, hey, all right. <laughs> it's like if nice you're family, you. you're family, we right? Were just dating and, at the time when I met her. Yeah, you must, you must have done a, a, a great job of the advance. That's right. <laughs> Pub for for the boyfriend. Well, we don't want to just you know we don't want to just make our our kids feel like. They have to do what a grown-up says. Yeah. But we also want them to be respectful of mm-hmm. their elders, and we want them to be respectful of family members, and we want them to know how to interact. And they're not going to do it perfectly. Well, particularly on they're this They're kids, yeah. and they have had trauma, and they have, you know, so they're not going to get it perfect. But the more we can practice with them and remind them just before we get there, okay, remember, if you don't want to hug, what are we going to do? We're going to try a high-five or a fist bump yep. or... You know, we're going to give them something alternate to do, or we're going to have them walk in with a picture and handing grandma a picture. So grandma immediately takes the picture mm. from them mm. instead of trying to hug them. And then they can that's a really good one. quietly. Well, that's a really good one because you're giving your children strategies to succeed yeah. as opposed to just hold my hand, Albert. Because right. Right. Because as, as tempting as that is, you can hold your hand in every situation. Right. Um, this one's really important, particularly with kids who've had some sort of um, sexual maltreatment yeah. uh, or, or sexual abuse. Um, because while a kiss on the cheek is innocent, and you know, let's also be, I know we keep saying grandma, um, but let's also be honest that, that grandma um, has has good intentions here, right? She wants, she wants little Johnny to feel like he's part of the family, and we'll say, oh, um, you know, that's actually um, that's actually not a great example. What if it's grandpa? Um, because most sexual abusers are male statistically. So, grandpa is like, oh, you know, you know, the kids have given us a talking to, and we didn't do well last year, and so we know we got to try better and and make their their foster kiddos or their adopted kiddos just treat them no differently than the bio kiddos, and let them, and so. We want to please our children, and so we're going to really, really make a conscious effort to sort of normalize Christmas and make the, the foster kiddos or the adopted kiddos uh, feel like they're actually – because while we feel like our kids are all part of the family no matter how they got there, you know, the next layer of family doesn't always a, a, adapt adopt that as quickly, right? So, right? so Grandpa's like, oh, give me a kiss on the cheek, and, and little Susie goes, I don't want to, and Grandpa goes – Oh, honey, that's what we do in this family. And you're part of this family. Now give grandpa a kiss. And uh, Susie's like, I don't want to. And we go, invariably, Susie, give your grandfather a kiss. Mm-hmm. And Susie gives grandfather a kiss. And we think, oh, my gosh, it's so awesome that my dad has really embraced the kids and wants them to be a part of the family and wants them to feel like part of the family. And Susie goes, okay, I guess if a man wants something physical from me, I'm not allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about that. Yeah. And it's, and it's probably really good that our minds don't go there first. Um, it's probably easier that way, but the truth of the matter is we have to consider all of these things from all of the angles because what is the message that we're sending our children in these interactions is super important. And so I want Susie to know that what well, her thoughts and feelings matter. So if she doesn't want to give Grandpa a kiss on the cheek, then you know, Grandpa's going to have to be okay with that. Yeah. Which is be hard for Grandpa because now he feels like he can't, he, he, he can't win because it's a catch-22 no matter which way he plays it. Yeah. Um, he can't win with you. And the truth of the matter is that if grandpa would play it down the middle, we'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. But they, they're reactionary, right, of most people. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good place for us to end this episode on. We do still have a couple of topics in this area. So tune in to our second part of Practicing Outside the Moment for the Holidays.
So, Ryan, Kayla, thanks once again for being on the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Christopher. If you've got a question for us, feel free to email it to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. If you can squeeze it into 208 characters, feel free to tweet it to us at onebighappyhome. We have a Facebook group just for podcast listeners. And as a matter of fact, today as we record this is the one-year anniversary since we opened the group, which now has over 1,200 members. So search for the Empowered Parent Podcast community on Facebook and ask to join. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from our show, we'd appreciate a review in any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening.